Hello, and welcome to Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we're booksmen. Tom, week two of the the sci-fi book club favorite, do androids dream of electric sheep? Yes, by Philip K. Dick. By Philip the Dick. Not Philip the Dick. Tim, uh, you want to fill us in on uh, what I told you weeks ago at this point? Yeah, we recorded the, the first episode of this a long time ago. Yeah, so there was like a weird, because we were uh, overseas. Yeah. Well, you'll hear more about it this week. It's always weird that we record this after the regular episode. And then it comes out before the <laughs> Right. Uh, but you were in Europe for like a week and a half. I was in Europe technically for a few days for the show, but then yeah. you went on a European sex vacation with your wife afterwards. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, this is the reason why we record this one second, because we get nice and drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but we recorded the first episode of uh, uh, Do Android Stream of Electric Sheep a while ago, but then we put out the Chicago live show after we had already recorded that episode. This is fascinating stuff, Tom. The point is we did that episode like three weeks ago, so I'll be surprised if you remember. So there's a guy. <laughs> oh, you got it. Philip K. Dick. He wrote a book. Yeah, autobiography. Uh, no, it, it's in a dystopian future, Tom. Mm -hmm. uh, something has happened. There's not really animals or something. There was like a, a world war, but nobody yeah. even really remembers how it started or knows. Right. Time has passed. Since and then. everybody uh, cares for an animal. They want to. They aspire to. They aspire to. And this one guy, he's got this sheep, but guess what? It's electric, but it's really, uh, it's a good uh, electric, but it, 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 it breaks a lot and has to go into the shop. Yeah. And there's Richard, this other guy. Richard Deckard. Richard Deckard. There's another guy that has a horse or a cow. Uh, shit, no, I don't remember. I think it was a horse. Yeah, it was a horse, a horse, a cult. Yeah, yeah. No, not a cult. He was going to have a cult. Philly. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know from horses, Tom. And uh, that was a real horse. Yeah. And Richard Decker was like, well, "Sell me your horse mm -hmm. when it has another horse." And sell me the like, new horse. Yeah. And then. Uh, the guy was like, eh, fuck you or something. <laughs> and this guy, Richard Decker, uh, oh, and and they had this machine that would uh, change their moods. Yeah. So uh, you can turn the dial and have whatever mood you want. Yeah, and he had a nagging wife. Yeah, and she wanted to be sad. Yeah. And he's like, why do you want to be sad? Yeah, we got this. This, why did I spend all this money on this goddamn machine? <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you something, Tom? What? Uh, I was at a, uh, I was at uh, a thing called a Advertising Week, Ad Week, uh -huh. in New York City. It's yeah. where all the... Uh, can I speak candidly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. It's where all the uh, people, like the bad people who like ruin society with advertising. And that's why you were invited? Yeah. Uh, uh, and... Uh, Whatever. Ads or advertising is <laughs> hey, you know a thing. Fuck you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> advertising is a thing. If it's just it's it's one of those it's like a conference for people in the ad industry. Yeah. Um and so like it's all these big corporations being like 
buy ads or something. I don't I don't understand what happened there. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I think that's how it went. Anyway, there was a guy that was, uh, I think he was like a security guard for it. And I was hanging around outside doing something. And this old man, this old security guard comes Stanley. up to me. Was it Stanley? No. Was this his cameo? No, this was more of like a Can you believe this ad week? <laughs> no, this is like a figure like a long retired New York City cop. Yeah. Who uh who's seen it all. Yeah, and then like and now he works security for things that like he won't have to Yeah, I used to bust pimps in uh, yeah. in this building. Yeah, pretty much. And he came up to me, he's like, Hey, let me ask you a question. He's like, Who makes apps? And I was like, TGI Fridays. And I was like, who makes apps? I don't know. He's like, yeah, like for your phone. Who who makes apps? I was like, ah, a lot, a lot of like developers make them. He's like, yeah, yeah, but like, what's a company that I could go to and and they'll make me an app? Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I I I'm not really the right guy (laughs) to ask. Why are you asking? He's just like, well, let's just say I have a a great idea for an app. Who do I go to 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 get the app made? And I was like. It depends. Uh, like, what? What's your idea? And he's like, "Oh no, nice try, buddy. You're not getting my fucking idea." <laughs> and he's like, "No, seriously, just give me a name of a few of the companies that'll make apps, and I can set up meetings with them." And I was like, "I, I, I," and I just, I literally went ah, and walked away. <laughs> oh man, I'm dying to know what that. Yeah, I wish. Yeah, because it's like. Either his idea was probably something that has like long existed or something that's like, well, no, that like a phone isn't magic. <laughs> yeah. I have an app that's going to read your mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I love conversations like that with like uh, like cab drivers and like in situations where you like get stuck with somebody kind of. Exactly. And they're like. Uh, let me make small talk by telling you about my business idea, but like being cagey about it because uh, I think this is the best idea that's ever existed and I'm terrified of anybody stealing yeah. it. Yeah. And like, sorry, old man. Like, you, I if your idea you, was, for an app was worth having, some young, smart person has had this idea. Yeah, and also, like, I guarantee if you don't know who makes apps, then your idea for an app probably isn't yeah. <laughs> going to change the world. Yeah. So, anyway, he's, he's a nice man. I'm yeah. investing in his app. <laughs> I don't know what it is yet, though. He's in stealth. Yeah. Well, sounds like he's very confident about it, so yeah. you can't go wrong. Uh, is that all you remember from uh, the book? Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Do you remember what Richard Decker's job was? Yeah, of course. He's a bounty hunter. Yeah. And he's supposed to get replicants. Is that what they're called? Androids. Androids. I believe they're replicants in the movie, maybe? Uh, I haven't watched the movie yet. Yeah. Yeah, but they're they're called oh, androids, androids or Andes for short. So what happened, Tom, mm-hmm. is that... Uh, there's another where do they go the moon uh i think they're on like the moon and mars people are in a few different places colonies right and uh androids are there right uh to what like do the work and stuff yeah basically like the earth is shitty now everything's like like not radioactive enough that it's gonna like immediately kill you but like radioactive enough that there are people called specials now 
Right. That are you like, didn't tell me about specials. Oh, did we not get the specials yet? Um, All I know is my favorite band, the specials. <laughs> right. Uh, there are people who have been affected by radiation to the point where their intelligence is degraded. Oh, I think. Oh, yeah. You you mentioned specials. Yeah. Um, and they test people to see if they're special because if you are, then they're like, all right, chemical castration or whatever. Like right. you can't breed because you're gonna you're gonna ruin the human race if we've got too many of you running around. So basically, they're like, you know, it'd be best for everybody. We gotta leave this hellhole called Earth. And if and here's the incentive: if you go to one of these colonies, we'll give you a free android. We'll custom right. make it, and like that android will do your work for you. That android can like go do a job and make money f- on your behalf or whatever. But sometimes these androids they come back to Earth. Yeah, because they've gotten too good, and they're like, this sucks being on the moon. I want to yeah. go back to Earth. I'm and not they gonna go rogue. Get- and then Richard Decker's one of the guys that tracks them down. Yeah, and retires them. Fucks them up, right? Yeah, like retires them. Yeah, but he fucks them up. No, he just he drives them to an assisted living community. Yeah, and fucks them up there. <laughs> the way they do with the old people at those places. Um, just mercilessly beating them. So, uh, chapter four here, I'll begin with. Nice. <laughs> um, Richard Decker's going in. I believe at this point he had already heard that uh, the the top bounty hunter had what's his name like Cage or something? Dave Holton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty run of the mill name. Yeah, uh, the top bounty hunter, Dave. <laughs> uh, he was after six of these Nexus Six models, like the newest, most advanced models. He retired two of them, and then the third one lasered him. Got him with a laser. Wow. Yeah. Did he die? No, but he's in the hospital. He's laid up. Hmm. Laid Um, up in in the laser ward. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, They keep talking about how he was lasered, and it it becomes clear later, but I was like, oh, can these androids, like, so they're imperceivable from humans, except they can laser eye people? That's pretty cool, but that's not it. It's that people have a laser gun. Yeah, they have these things called laser. I think they're just called pointers, laser tubes. So laser pointers. Yeah, a laser pointer, but Uh, like with a dangerous laser. Tim, if you point one of these things at a plane, that can be very dangerous. That happens. I know it does. How fucked up is that? Wouldn't it? Is that still a thing? I mean, you get you get like federal charges if you do it. Like, and I think that word has gotten out enough about that because what people don't, or at least didn't pointing a laser pointer at an airplane, yeah, is that over that distance, like the laser, I guess it doesn't spread out. I'm not sure exactly what happens, but if it like hits the cabin, like the entire cabin turns green. Yeah, or, like it blinds the pilot completely. Yeah. Uh, so it's extremely dangerous. It just seems like such a vulnerability. Like I kind of live near an airport. Yeah. So they're like pretty low flying planes. Mm-hmm. It just seems like somebody with a, with a bad motive could really fuck some stuff up. I told you not to move to that motel outside the airport, Tim. But you, <laughs> the <laughs> walls shake. Whatever. <laughs> no, did you see this video earlier in the week? I'm not sure where it was, but like a drone hit a plane, like a commercial passenger plane. No. Uh, like as it was landing, it's terrifying because it's just somebody like 
filming on their phone or wherever, like the plane landing. So they're just like looking out the way and they're like, oh, we're coming into whatever. And then all of a sudden it was like one of those like uh, DJI drones, like the quadcopter guys. Yeah, like I've the flown floor. one of them. <laughs> Tim, you don't have to lie. What? I have. You haven't flown in one of them. No, I flew one of them. I was on the ground. Oh, okay. Uh, were you by an airport? Did you hit a plane? No, this was in New Jersey, Tom. The Newark Airport? Uh, I don't think that's in Jersey. Um, but, like, you know, you're just filming up the, the wing of the plane. Not the wing of the plane, like, outside. But you see, like, the you know how some planes, like, the tip curves up? Uh-huh. The drone hits that tip and, like, takes it off. Whoa, like, what? Yeah. I'll show you later. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Who was flying that drone? I don't know. Vladimir Putin? I don't know if they found him, but I saw it on Twitter or whatever, and people were pointing out, like, yeah, a bad, you know, state or actor or whatever, you could shut down an airport with, like, a pretty small number of drones, or you could, like, cause a plane crash with a pretty small number of drones. Like, this was an accident, and it almost caused a plane crash. Anyway. I mean, you can cause a panic in an airport by not doing much. You can shut down an airport for an hour by yeah. like knocking over a a thing, <laughs> the book a uh, book stand. Yeah, because people the... be like, "Oh, what the hell's going on?" Yeah. Um. So anyway, Richard Decker, uh, he goes into the uh the police station and is uh his. To like the chief inspector or whatever it's like yeah dave holden's all laid up uh we're we're gonna you're gonna take on try and find these uh remaining nexus nexus six and this did we learn last week about Isn't that a telephone the android nexus the google nexus is that what they're they the, named it after oh, this, yeah. oh okay um did you because it's That's an android so yeah. yeah um did you did we talk about the uh Voigt Voigt Kampf test? What is this? This is how they find out if somebody's an android or not, Tim. Okay. So they give him this test and it's essentially You an- gave me the Mein Kampf test. <laughs> and unfortunately you passed. It was very disturbing. What were you giving it to me for? <laughs> to, to make sure you didn't pass, but you did. Um this Voigt Kampf test, which is essentially an empathy test. Mm. So I think you'd fail this test, Tim. You'd be Tom, retired. I am the most empathetic. <laughs> um, because that's apparently the hardest thing for these androids to replicate is empathy. Um, so it's a series of questions. Who's that, more empathetic, me or you? Me. Bullshit. You fucking, <laughs> you're a sociopath. <laughs> psychopath, psychopath. Who's who's more pathetic? You. In a good way, though. <laughs> In the positive sense of the word. Um, Sorry, you were talking, and I <laughs> picked up my phone to see how long we've been recording, and then I opened up Twitter. <laughs> Great. You know, people pay for this, Tim. <laughs> well, maybe you should be more engaging, well, Dub. I'm talking about a book, Tim. It's going to be boring. <laughs> so, the Voicom test is they ask them a bunch of questions. They're essentially hooked up to a lie detector and then also like an eye camera that is looking at like the the way the eye's moving and mm-hmm. like the uh, iris. Um, and they ask them a bunch of questions, see how their non, um, 
what would you call it? Non-conscious responses to, right. to see if they're lying or not. Uh, however, it doesn't work on schizophrenic people. So there is like a little bit this of... This book's too complicated. So there's like a little bit of a fear because schizophrenic people, I guess, don't have empathy the same way. Yeesh, Tom. I don't... That's what I'm getting from Yeesh. this. Um, or like when they're experiencing a schizophrenic episode, I guess, perhaps, wouldn't, exper- wouldn't react empathetically yeah. the same way. Pull yourself out of this nose. So they're like, uh, yeah, this... I'm just telling you what the book says. Okay. Uh, so they're telling, so they're like, yeah, it, you know, you might get like a false positive for uh, a schizophrenic person. Mm. Like, yeah, but where are the odds of that? Um, and they give them like a list of, uh, all the people that they suspect like that, like Dave Rose, uh, Dave Holden thought were, uh, the Nexus sixes like, all right, go to these people, give them the tests. If they are an Android shoot them and kill them right all right what are the androids made of again what do you mean what are, what are they made oh of? they're like indistinguishable from a human being how are they made in a factory <sighs> little world <laughs> uh but they but they say the the chief inspector is like go to the the um rosen i think it's rosen organization um it's a Rosen family though. They they make these robots, run some of this shit by them. You know what? Go there. They're gonna present you some of these Nexus sixes and some regular people because we're not a hundred percent sure if this test is gonna work on them. Right. So like you can go there and, and try it out. She's like, All right. He goes to that factory or, or like the house or whatever, the the not house, I guess it's like a big skyscraper. Their headquarters, corporate headquarters. And he's looking at their animal pens. He's like, oh, shit, they got a raccoon. And look at this. They got I wouldn't a... want to take care of a raccoon. Listen to what else they got. An owl. No. And owls apparently were like the first animals that started dying. Good. <laughs> God, owls are so terrifying. I saw an owl in the woods once. Oh, like really? I've never ago. seen one in the wild. Oh God, it was on the it was on the ground. Oh no, that's during where the you day. Are. Yeah, it was walk. It was just sitting there, like looking at everybody as we were walking by. I hated it so much. <laughs> and like kids were with me, and they were like, "Oh, look at the owl!" And like went up to him. I was like, "Get away from that owl!" <laughs> yeah. just tear you limb from limb. I mean, I think you're. I mean, you're not a mouse. <laughs> Uh, it killed a woman. When? The staircase, Tom. What staircase? You ever see the documentary The Staircase? No. Oh, it's very good. Oh, okay. One of the it was a man who very obviously killed his wife. Uh, but there's a theory floated that an owl might have done it. <laughs> that you apparently bought into. I mean, that was that was one of the theories. Yeah. So anyway, he's like he's talking to him about the owl. Do you remember that NBC show uh, Trial and Error with John Lithgow? Vaguely. It was kind of a comedic retelling of the staircase. Oh. And spoiler alert for the end of season one, which ended, I think, four years ago. Mm-hmm. The way they went with it was that an owl did kill the woman. Oh, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's like talking to him about the owl a bunch. And he's he is like can't believe 
uh, that they've got now. And then when he goes inside, he sees an advanced copy of uh, Sydney's. You know what Sydney's is? That's the yeah, I know what Sydney's that's, is. That's the booklet. That's like the price guide of animals. The Beckett. Yeah, the Beckett guide for animals. And he sees a Sydney's, but it's like the one that will come out in a few weeks. And he's uh, like, "What the hell? This is illegal. You can't." It's like insider trading if you right. know what the new prices of animals are going to be. So the guy, oh, what's his name? I don't think I wrote it down. His last name's uh, uh, Rosen. I think it's like Elron or Elliot or something Elron like that. Elron Rosen. Uh, but he's like the, the, the main guy. And he's like, uh, this is my niece, Rachel. Uh, and she's like uh, 18. He, oh, she's the one I, who met him, I think, and showed him the owl and everything. And he's like, she's going to be the first person you test to see if she's an android or not. And he asks a bunch of questions. One of them is about, like... Uh, they should just videotape everyone's birth. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, well, I mean, the thing is, there's not that many... Like, it's rare for an android to get back to Earth. But then why are there so many bounty hunters? There's not that many bounty hunters. Uh, I thought there was, like, thousands. <laughs> no, I think there's, like, a few. Oh, okay. Um... He, he asked her a then question. Then why isn't it a, a more prestigious job? Why does this guy not have enough money? Because I don't think there's, there's that much work. Not that many androids get back to Earth, oh, so there's not a lot sucks. of work. A bounty hunter is only... Okay. <laughs> yeah, because that's his whole thing. It's he's like... like that should be a good salary. But he's no, constantly so doing... No, on, he doesn't yeah, get a salary. I know, exactly. Look, I need to work through some things. And that's why he got so excited kind of like he felt guilty but like when dave rosen got hurt that he was like shit i might be able to buy this ostrich <laughs> if, I, if i retire all these bounties yeah um so he asked her questions about like uh like a uh you know a man pays for something he takes out a calfskin wallet blah 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 and so in this reality like killing an animal is like unbelievably bad because there's so few animals. Right. So if you have something like a calfskin wallet, it's like, oh, that's disgusting. Uh, I mean, that's how I feel, Tom. Yeah. But then, I don't think animals be, should because be Because you're vegetarian, yes. Yeah. I just don't think we should kill animals. I have a nylon wallet, Tim, so. I think I might have a leather wallet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Let's see it. Let's see. Pull it out. Uh, this might not be real leather. I think that's real leather. It's just crappy leather. <laughs> it was a sick cow. He died of natural causes. Um, I didn't even know it had this whole other compartment here. Huh. Oh, yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Anyway, this is not an <laughs> interesting podcasting. Um, uh, another question is about a boy who shows... A boy shows you his uh, butterfly oh. collection okay. along with the killing jar. The killing jar? Yeah. That's that boy's the, not right is what I would say. That's the jar you put the butterfly in to kill it, and then you put uh, it in one of those frames. Um, you know, and she reacts the, the way you're supposed to. Uh, a wasp lands on you. Do you swat it? Like, <sighs> no. That's fucked up. That yeah. one I'd fail. Um, but then he asks uh, a new, uh, your husband, it's something like you find you find a magazine that your husband has. No, your husband has a poster of a nude girl on a bearskin rug, and he, he says he's going to hang it up. 
Like, do you let him do that? But the trick there is the the question is actually about the bearskin rug. That's what he's looking for a response to. Um, I mean, they're all about dead animals. (laughs) That's not much of a a trick. Well, and then one is like you go to Fisherman's Wharf and like you get a lobster. Remember when we were in Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco? We went to a we went to a seafood restaurant. I don't think any of us got a lobster, but I was just thinking about that. So basically, she fails uh, the test, and he's like, "She's an android." And the the guy's like, "How dare you? This is my niece." And then he explains. We're going to have to laser her. She was born on a ship that was going to like one of the outer colonies. Um, There was a problem or whatever. The ship had to turn back. But like the majority of her life, she was on this ship with only a few other people. Those people left before like eating animals was taboo and everything. So she was just kind of brought up differently. Tom, I got to say, this book is pretty boring so far. And he's like, well, we can do a bone marrow test to see if she's an android or not. Why don't they just do that from the beginning? Because it's taking bone marrow is like painful and oh, yeah, and, and difficult. Um, Have you ever donated uh, bone, bone marrow? marrow? No, I've never done it. That's like a big procedure. Yeah. Well, I just thought maybe you were a good person. I've never Once been again, asked. Proving that you're not a good person. Um. So then... They're like, yeah, guess what, idiot? Your test failed, and we've been recording all this. Now, if it got out that your test is no good, that your test shows false positives, that's going to be disastrous for you as a bounty hunter because you're not going to... It's going to be bad for us because we make the androids, but it's going to be bad for you because you're not going to be able to uh, you know, do your job anymore. How about you forget all this happened and we slip you an owl? Ooh. Yeah. But then they get in and he kind of considers it. And they're like, well, but here's the conditions. Uh, We want to breed this owl. We're trying to find a a guy owl. Uh, You need to let us breed the owl and any of the offspring we get. And he's like, no deal. This is fucked up. Like, all right, here's the deal. Don't kill this woman. Not even that. And we'll give you this owl. But there's some strings attached. I'd be like, nah, I'm going to kill the woman. No, not only that. He offers, he's like, how about, Owl we, might kill how about we split the offspring? And they're like, no. And then the other condition they give him is, uh, upon your death in your will, we get the owl back. And he's like, no, fuck that. Then you're just going to kill me and take this <laughs> owl back. Um, so then he's like, he pulls a Columbo. It's like, I just have one more question. And he like talks to the woman. He's like, uh, "Hey, you like this uh, briefcase I have?" And he's like brushing the briefcase. She's like, "Yeah, it's nice." He's like, "Yeah, it's baby hide. It's made out of babies." And she just like doesn't react. And he's like, "You are an android." And then the guy's like, "Yeah, she's an android." And then he's like, "Oh, did she not know she's an android?" And she didn't. So she starts having kind of like an existential crisis of like. Oh shit! I'm an android. That stinks. Um, chap- Wait, is this guy like attached to her though? Who? The uncle. What do you mean? Is he like, like if I it's think an he android? Treats her like, like, yeah, but like, like she actually is a like. Person. You remember Small Wonder, Tom? Yeah. If Vicky died, do you think the family would be all that sad? Yeah, they'd be devastated. Why? She's a robot. Because they grew to love her. 
She sucks. Chapter six, we go back to uh, John Isidore, the chicken head. Uh, explain more. <laughs> Remember the chicken head guy? He's a special. He's a special? Yeah. He's a chicken head? Yeah. What does that mean? It means he's special. That okay. He's just not that smart. He's kind of okay. like a chicken. He works for a veterinarian. Uh, okay. And he has to go. Oh, no. This is before that happens. He goes, uh, remember, he was living in a building and he heard like another person upstairs. He's like, oh, my God, another person lives here. I have to. What is What does a neighbor do? I have to go be a neighbor. So he goes upstairs, brings her, brings her a cube of margarine. Okay. He's Uh, still eating margarine. (laughs) Yeah. He's talking to her for a while. Do people still eat margarine now? Yeah. But, like, not as much as no, in the 80s, yeah, right? Yeah. I feel like everyone was eating margarine in yeah, the 80s. Yeah, because they were told it was better than butter. Yeah, but then they were like, oh, no, it turns out it was just melted plastic. <laughs> yeah. Don't eat margarine. Yeah. Nobody nobody eating margarine. Hey, just for the record, that was Tom yawning. We got a, we got a, a, a comment on last episode that was like, Tim, stop yawning during this thing. Like, Tom's always the one who's yawning. No, and you're, burping. you've been yawning a million times. Like it's late. It's a late podcast. It's a late cast. It's Three a.m. right now. I always wanted to do an episode. I always pitched this when we were roommates. <laughs> like let's let's do an episode at like three thirty in the morning. And you were like, "What would be the point of that?" And I was just like, "We'd be loopy, be fun." Yeah. And you always. Uh, told me no and now we're not roommates anymore it can never happen invite me to your home at 3 30 in the morning sometime (laughs) we've only not been roommates for seven years (laughs) um so but guess what big twist he's talking to the the new uh uh person that moved in they answer the door topless who the the new person it's a woman okay uh and and he he's like she's young and attractive, but like he's a chicken head, so he kind of doesn't like fully grasp that or whatever. But she says what her name is. Guess guess what her name is? Gretchen. Rachel Rosen. Oh, it's the the woman, the android, the android oh. we just found out about. But then she's like, "What? Wait, didn't the guy didn't kill her? Didn't kill her? No, no, no. no. Um, but then he's like." But then she's like, oh, no, that's not my name. It's Pris Stratton. Pris Stratton? Yeah. And he's like, no, you said that's it was cool name. Rachel Rosen. And he and she goes, no, that's just your chicken head imagination. Mm. Smart. She knows how to play uh, chicken head. Yeah. And he's like, hey, how about this? Uh, I'll go get some ingredients to make dinner and I'll bring them back and you can make us dinner. <laughs> she's <laughs> like, no. Uh uh, so then he's like, oh, all right, well, I'll see you later. Chapter seven, he goes, He now he's doing his job, and his job is- How uh, how excited were you when you were like, a topless woman's in this book? Yeah. All it's right. Like, Tell us more, John va, 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 boom. Um, Chapter seven, he's doing his job, so he works for the fake vet that repairs electric animals. He has to go and pick up a... Uh, this is the chicken head? Yeah. Okay. He has to go and pick up a malfunctioning cat. <laughs> was and, it uh, not meowing correctly? Nah. So appara- <laughs> I, had, I had nothing. I had so nothing. apparently the electric animals, when they malfunction, they have a 
function in them that just makes them act like they're sick. Mm. So instead of, I guess, like a, a like a blinking light being so, like, there's a problem. It's just like, oh, act sick. So that way everybody isn't tipped off. Right. Yeah. And then that way this guy comes disguised as like a vet vet's assistant and takes them to a place that says animal hospital, but right. it's just, you know, like a workshop. But what if somebody's animal is actually sick and they're like, let me bring it to this place called animal hospital. So this guy kind of shoves the cat off to him like, my cat's sick. I got to go to work. And he's like, right. all right. Uh, he, you he, just ignored my question. Well, I'm going to get to it. Okay. He's it would have been nice to, if you had acknowledged that I had asked a question. He's listening to a radio show by a man named Buster Friendly. And he had been watching Buster Friendly's TV show. Buster Friendly apparently broadcasts a TV show and a radio show 23 hours a day. And it's actually kind of an interesting thing. Like, there's some parallels to present day because he has uh, uh, his guest is a celebrity named Anna Werner. But she's the editor of Vogue? (laughs) No. But she's like not. It, it almost sounds like she's like a Kim Kardashian-esque, like, because he talks about, like, yeah, she's not like an actor or like a model or a singer. Like, she's famous. Does just... she have a sex tape? Didn't Is say. Ray J in this book? <laughs> not yet. Um, Fuck. Every book we've read so far, n- not a trace of Ray J. <laughs> so he gets to the fake animal hospital. And he's talking about the the radio show, and the the his boss is like, "Oh, that guy Buster Friendly, he's immortal, and so is Amanda Werner. They're both immortal." And he's like, "Huh?" And he's like, "Eh, you're a chicken head. You won't understand it." And he's like, "Let me have a look at that cat." And he's like, "Oh, there's a real cat, you idiot, <laughs> <laughs> and it's dead." Um, so uh, uh, yeah. But why did the guy call? I guess maybe he didn't know that this wasn't like a real yeah, animal. Well, you hostel. can't blame the chicken head. Well, they do, and they tell the chicken head, like the the boss and another guy, like another repairman. All right, you got to call the house and tell them, like you fucked up. So you got to tell them yeah. that their cat's dead. I think the house fucked up. Well, he calls. He's arguing, and then he's threatened to be fired. And finally, he realizes, like, oh, I should just call because you know I saw that guy going to work. He's not even going to be there. I'll yeah. just leave a voicemail or whatever. But his wife picks up. She tells him, uh, or he tells her, she's very upset. And then she's like, "My husband's going to be real upset." And he's like, "Well, we'll replace the cat." <laughs> And then the boss is like, we're not going to replace the cat. Well, we'll, he has insurance, but he's like, we'll pay out wherever the list price is. And he's like, or we can make a replica of the cat. The chicken head suggests this, but the the boss is like, no, an owner's going to know because the wife's like, my husband's going to flip. Like, he's going to be so upset. Uh, But then. Maybe you shouldn't have called a mechanical repair. Yeah. But then she's like, well, he doesn't really go near the cat because he's so afraid of... He's allergic. He's so afraid of getting attached to the cat that he doesn't go near the cat. So I think he actually would fall for a replica. And they're like, all right, we'll make a replica. Chapter eight. Uh, uh, What's his name? Richard Decker's going after... That was a yawn from you. Not into the microphone as I was I heard it through my headphones. You did not bullshit 
Chapter 8. Richard Decker is going yeah, after... You should be more entertaining, and I wouldn't yawn so much. Polakov, who is uh, the, the android that plugged Dave. Oh, okay. The guy that shot him with a laser. Yeah, so he's like, all right, first things first, let me get this guy off the streets, because this guy Does knows... Does his bounty go up now that he injured Dave? I don't think so, but he knows, he's like, this guy knows he's found out, uh, He's going to try and run off to Canada or whatever. I got to get him. He finds out that go to Canada. this guy, Polakov, is pretending to be an ant head. God damn this book. <laughs> I don't like this book. An ant head is below a chicken head. Uh, Just like a real, you know, like. Tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, you know, uh, working as like a sanitation guy or something. Because when he tells him that, he's like, oh, that's what ant heads do. He's like, yeah, he's pretending to be an ant head. So he goes there. He's like, um, uh, a Soviet cop is going to meet up with you. He's going to help with this. He's like, I don't want a Soviet cop. I ain't got to help with you. A Soviet cop's going to come. Uh, he goes to the apartment where this guy is. He has uh, one of those uh, Pensfield things, the mood generators, but he's got like an actual little pen and he can just set it to uh, catalepsy and just point it down the hallway and any living creature or android will just be frozen in place. Except the pen pointing the other way is like doing like an anti-beam at him so it doesn't affect him. So he just like points it down the hall and clicks it on, gives it a second. He's like, all right, anybody in there is frozen. It's going to open up the door, shoot this android in the head, and I'll be done with it. Uh, but he goes in the the apartment, and he's not there. He's like, ah, god damn it. Um, he goes back up on the roof, and the Soviet cop comes, and he's like, oh, hi, I'm the Soviet cop. Like, all right, let's 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 go work on this. But then he realizes, like, no, this isn't the Soviet cop. This is fucking Polakov. Oh, smart move. Yeah, pretending to be the cop. I forget what he says. That Polakov's get, pretty smart. Yeah, I like him. These androids are pretty smart. Yeah. And, Just let him be. Uh, no. Nah, Why? Because Pol- Polakov's going to kill him. No, but, like, if everybody just left Polakov alone... Then who cares? Well, yeah, maybe you're right. It's just a guy living his life. Um, so he uh he he pulls a fast one on Polakov because he presses like an emergency button that screws up Polakov's uh, laser tube. He plugs Polakov, and he's like, "Whew, one down, three to go." Calls his wife. While he was out, his wife set the machine to depressed. No. <laughs> she had just been sitting there for six hours being depressed. And then he's just thinking about it. So he's like, oh, this stinks. Rachel Rosen calls him and is like, hey, I want to help. I want to help you find these androids. But what? she's an android. That's what he says. But then she's like, well, who better to help uh, than yeah. another android? Um, and ultimately, he's, he's like, like, you're going to put on a shirt? He's not the one that saw her topless. Know, However, he does think to himself, like, maybe I should have her help me because, like, boy, my wife stinks. But then he's like, ah, eh, her boobs are too small. That's literally what he thinks. <laughs> and then he's like, ah, eh, I'm not, like, attracted to androids. And it's like, in this world, of course, people would be, attr- like, yeah. androids are, you have to do a bone marrow test to tell if they're a person. Like, people would be attracted to androids. <laughs> Anyway. Because of all that bone marrow. Yeah. 
Uh, chapter nine, the final chapter here. He's going after, uh, oh, what is her name? I didn't write it down. It's like Luma Lutz, something cool. like that. Let's just say Luma Lutz. She's pretending to be in- Some a- of the names of this book are cool. Yeah. I hope it's Dave Luma Holden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dave. She, she's, she's pretending to be an opera singer. Uh, so he has to go to the opera house. But she is an opera singer. Yeah, I guess she is an opera singer too. And, uh, give her the old test. Um, and like halfway through the test, she's like, you know what? All these questions are perverse. You're just a, you're not a bounty hunter. You're just a pervert. I'm going to call the cops. Smart. And he's like, you know, fine. Stonewalling. Yeah. Go ahead. Call the cops. Um, so he calls the cops. The cops come. This cop comes. His name's officer crams. <laughs> Sam Officer Krams. <laughs> yeah, this rules. Uh, I, I, I like this book again. And then Officer Krams is like asking him, "What's qu- his catchphrase?" <laughs> I don't think anybody has catchphrases in this book. Uh, I think it could be obvious, right? If somebody's like, "I'm not an android," and he goes, "Cram it." Well, he's not. He's not looking for androids. Oh, so uh, so uh. What's the main guy's name? Deckard. Deckard. So he's going to be like, uh, I'm innocent. I didn't do anything wrong. And Officer Cram's going to go, cram it. Sure. <laughs> I mean, that kind of is what happens. That, yeah. Like, so he says, cram it. Cram's yeah. is like, uh, so what, you know, the woman's like, uh, this guy's a pervert. And uh, he's like, I'm not a pervert. Look, I'm a bounty hunter. And Officer Cram's like, I know all the bounty hunters. I don't know you. And he's like, call my lieutenant inspector. I forget what his name is, but he gives him the name. He's like, I've never heard of that person. And he's like, oh, God, what the hell's going on? So he's like, I'll video call him. And he video calls his boss. And he's like, yeah, this guy's giving me a hard time. Can you talk to him? He's like, sure. Uh, And he hands him the phone. And Officer Cram's like, hello? He's like, there's nobody on this. The The phone line's dead. He's like, what? And so he's like, I'll call the police station. He's like, yeah, I got a Deckard here. He's like, no, you haven't? Okay. Let me ask you, is there a detective inspector so-and-so I can talk to? Uh-huh. I see. And he's like, all right, Deckard, we're, you know, we're going to take you in. Your story doesn't check out. Uh, and while you're at it, cram it. No, while you're at it, Deckard's like, this guy's a fucking android. I got another android on, uh, on the case here, pretending to be a cop. But he's like kind of going along with it, and he's like, I'm going to take you downtown. But then as they're like flying in the hover car, he's like taking him uptown. He's like, where are you going? That's not where the police station is. So he's like real on pins and needles of just like, oh, this isn't good. And what did the cop say to him when he said, where are you going? <laughs> the, the, the police station's in the other direction. No, the cop said to him, he was like, maybe you're an android, Deckard, and you've Mm. got false memories implanted in you, and that's why your story isn't checking out. And Mm. as the chapter ends, they're descending into uh, what Deckard's been told is the police station, but I think he's like, this isn't the police station. Ooh, what a cliffhanger, Tom. Yeah. I have two questions. Okay. Number one. Yeah, is this the first time that Android has been used? Like this word, is this book the first time the uh, word Android? I don't has think been... so. Okay. And number two, mm-hmm. you've been alluding to all night when we recorded the other episode as well uh, that you cut out a joke <laughs> from the live show that I made uh-huh. that was inappropriate. Yeah. 
What was the joke? The joke was, and I was doing you a favor because it got a bad response, that I mentioned, I forget what we were talking about, but I mentioned that we did not fly on the same plane together. And you said, yeah, you insist on flying on your friend Jeffrey Epstein's private jet. Yeah, that was was a good joke. It did not get a single laugh. All it got were some audible like, like not even like, Oh, Grin and Barrett type groans. They were like, Ugh. Uh, this is. I don't think pedophilia flies as much <laughs> in England, Tim. You, you misjudged the crowd. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was pretty funny to say that you flew on Jeffrey Epstein's <laughs> plane. Well, I don't see what's so funny, man. Tim. The man's dead. Maybe they didn't want me uh, making fun of uh, that plane because that, that Prince Andrew flew on it so often. Yeah. Maybe Prince Andrew was there. That must be the explanation. Maybe. I was talking to somebody about, like, uh, uh, after the show, I was like, yeah, we are, like, a little bit nervous because, like, I don't know, like, libel laws are different over here. And they're like, oh, they are? And I was like, yeah, for, like, example, like, you guys know about, uh, like, that story that uh, Prince William had an affair but like then he sued, so like they can't talk about it. And everybody's like, What? I've never heard of this. Oh, yeah. I was like, Oh yeah, see, there's an example. Yeah. I was like, I think it's bullshit anyway, but like No, nah, that one's true. Nah. He uh cheated on Pippa. Not Pippa. Kate. Kate. Pippa's the Kate's the, sister. The sister with the yeah. with the bum. The bum everybody liked. Remember? Yeah. They were like, Oi, look at that bum. All right. I'd, I'd like to see the knickers on that bum. <laughs> what? The underwear. Just the underpants? Yeah. You can see underpants in the store. Nah, they want to see them on the bum. Oh. Right, probably see. a right nice pair of knickers. All right, so next week you're going to do chapters 10 through something else? Yeah, it's on the Patreon page. Yeah. I think maybe 15, 16, somewhere around there. I'll pull it up. I'll do them. Next like, week, gonna... 10 through 15. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I um, like this book so far. I'm I'm on the fence. Yeah. It's different when a boring man's telling you about it. Uh, by the way, Tom, uh, chapters 1 through 3, you didn't actually read, you listened to. Uh-huh. Uh, how, how'd you do on this one? I read most of it. I listened to one chapter while I was doing the dishes. I used the old whisper sync so it Ooh, synchronizes. Nice. Because, uh, go to page 38. <laughs> then it does it. All right. Uh, hey guys, thank you for being, hey guys and gal, hey everybody. Yeah. Thanks for being a patron. Uh, thank you for listening to this. Uh, give Tom your feedback. In <laughs> no, the I don't want below. it. Yeah, no, he he might not want it, but he needs it. I was trying to everybody spice who listens up. to this. I was talking please, about the topless woman. Please, that wasn't in the book. No, it was in the book, but I was spice. It's like, yeah, I'll, this will be spicy. I'll talk about that and the owls. Mm, but it was in the book. Yeah, but I can highlight any part of the book I want. I'm surprised you didn't spend more time on the topless woman. You Doesn't know what? This like chicken head didn't uh, describe her in enough detail adequately. Well, that's the difference between a chicken head and a man. <laughs> You're telling me. Uh, guys, thank you for... 
everybody. Thank you for being a patron. Uh, we'll see you back here next week. And leave your feedback for Tom in the comments below. Please. See you next week.